Hi, I'm Martin Kielty from Prog Magazine. We're going to do a little interview with Andy and Jess from Solstice. We're going to talk about Shea, their amazing new album. We're going to talk about where it came from and a little bit of where it's going to take them to. Enjoy. occurred to me that you know you guys meeting after you'd started work or even completed work whatever it was um it reminds me of the ways sometimes when you know established big name stars will gather for a charity show or whatever and it's amazing how well they gel and partly it's to do with because the professional musicians and they know not to mess about and just we've got to write a song today and we're all professional songwriters so we write a song but i think another part of it and this is where you guys want to watch in this respect was that by the time you met there's no jockeying for position and there's nothing to prove because you have worked together you respect each other as creatives and there's that sense of we're already celebrating something we've done together which is sort of like how a super group gets together which is nice isn't it very nice actually it's nice way of putting it yeah definitely i mean harking back again to, to um the first lineup me and mark um were constantly trying to prove something to each other. We were yeah. kind of, <laughs> we were quite, I mean, I love Mark. We were basically living together and we had an incredible time, but we were quite competitive. And that can also produce a real creative energy uh, in a positive way, which, yeah. I, which I believe it did at the time. And, and the song that you, that you mentioned that we'll perhaps talk about, but um, Guardian, you know, that was one of, <clears throat> It was my chords, it was his lyrics. So there was a lot of, you know, working working together. Um, but I was constantly trying to impose what I wanted. <laughs> and, um, and I suppose since that, then that's kind of something that I've been able to do. But in some ways I do miss that, that combativeness. Yeah. But, uh, it can be a good thing, not always, but you know, it can be a good thing. But you're right, it's really interesting to for us now to work together as a band. I think we we've achieved something that we're all really proud of. Was there a moment, a specific moment, where you actually just thought, this is this is it. This is I'm actually going to get it. What I always imagined this time. Yeah, what happened? I think it was in January. Jess came up and did um, some vocals on Cheyenne. So Cheyenne's a track that I've always wanted to revisit. Yep. Because I love the track, and, and funny enough, I did actually listen to the Silent Dance version um, this morning. Cool. <laughs> and, uh, and I yeah yeah, but you know I'm so glad we re-recorded it. I really, <laughs> Although there are plenty of people, and I totally understand it, who will not agree with that, because you, you know you form a relationship with a particular lineup or a particular version of a piece of music. Totally, yeah. I'm the same. I don't want to hear a new version of "Awaken" by Yes or whatever it is, or some. And I don't want to hear anyone else, anyone else singing it, however yeah. good it is. But anyway, um, so Jess came up and put some vocals down on Cheyenne, which was kind of putting out feelers really, you know, trying it because I, yeah. I already had a lot of faith in, in Jess because we've been working together in another musical unit for a few years. Yeah. And I've been aware of her singing and songwriting for a long, long time. So we did that, that went really well, but you know, that was an old piece of music. So then the second time we got together, 
it was kind of halfway through that session when Jess started not only, you know, kind of living the song, not only that, but um, because I was watching her, you know, when we were recording the tracks, it was it was like she was, yeah, she could have been on stage. It was like a ba complete abandon, you know, just totally immersing herself in the song. And, but not only that, putting our own stamp on it and suggesting ideas that worked really incredibly well and made it much better. Yeah. That, that was the point when I thought, boom, this is it. We got it. We've got to do an album now. You now know what you're writing towards. You now, you now know something clicks into place. There's something to pursue. Exactly. So, yeah. how, how was that from your perspective? I mean, was was that similar for you? Did you realise during those sessions this is a project I want I want to pursue, I want to be part of, or was it a less dynamic experience for you at that time? I think the biggest thing that scared me was the fact that I've never been in a prog band before, and I think my knowledge of prog before joining Solstice was complicated rhythms like counting knowing when we're going to change and it wasn't until I started listening to what Solstice created where it's not about being complicated and showing off it was about a groove a feeling a mood that you kind of get lost in for seven eight minutes 13 minutes or whatever so when I made the connection of the stuff that Andy writes was more of a folk prog thing yeah. and a feeling there was then this comfort that I knew and the counts of five the counts of seven have never scared me because I you know I had like a jazz bit of a jazz background classical background so I could feel it but it was also just kind of the sense of it's so beautiful what can I add to it yeah you know it, it, this kind of these lush guitar chords you were drawing in wanted to exactly. be part of and all the way through this recording process, it was this, I'll just send him ideas and he'll come back to me with um, you know, feedback, comments and stuff. Mostly, wow. <laughs> but sometimes, <laughs> it, you know, it, was, it was, was when I started noticing that Andy got comfortable with where he knew my voice was pitched and most powerful yep. and where I could be soft. And then the songwriting became more of, for I'm your in this key because of where your voice sits yeah. Yeah. and you can tell i think it is a new day the the way that my voice is soft in the beginning part and then i'm able to belt yeah. and just sing my absolute heart out for the rest of that that other half where it just takes off yeah. that's andy just knowing from you know six tracks into recording this album going this is where we need to be this is where we're going to take it. Coming back to a point I argue all the time, you know, people will say, you know, you work for Prog Magazine, what is Prog anyway? And I always think it's an attitude. It's a state of mind. You can do Prog in 4-4 four, four, or 3-4 four, or 5-4 four, or 7-4 or anything. You can do it on any instrument and it's more an attitude. And the attitude is something about, you know, t taking an idea and exploring it from obscure directions for, for the experience of doing it. Not because we've got to write a song, we've got to have an album, we've got to have that single. This is a nice wee phrase. What happens if you reverse it? What happens if you look at it from up here? And it's fun and it's indulgent, but that's just art to me, isn't it? It's great. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's operating without constraints, really. The constraints of mainstream music, you know. And um, I'm at the point now where... I mean, Jess mentioned, you know, sort of groove and so on earlier on, which is which is personally what I love. I love to hear something grooving. And I mean, hopefully even the odd time signatures on, on Shear still groove. You know, they don't feel necessarily that they're in odd time signatures. Uh, but um, but uh, just going back to a new day momentarily, it was that was the last that was the last track that was written and recorded. So that came at the end of this process that Jess refers to kind of getting to know each other, finding out where we could go. And uh, and if a lot of people consider that the track that resonates with the most, then there's some explanation for that, you know. I, I think that's wonderful. There are so many of the greatest songs in a band's catalogue that when they're interviewed about it, it was a case of, guys, we need one more song for the album. And it's just there because the pressure is off. You've not had to run through an A&R guy. You've not had to present it to the, the band as a let's take votes in this. It's a kind of, we've got a three and a half minute gap, a five and a half minute gap. We need one more song. Oh, I've got an idea. The pressure's off. And then you sort of go, we should have done them all like that. So does that lead on, can I ask, does that lead on to the next album then? Does a new day sort of point towards the material that follows it without going too much into it of course yeah no okay <laughs> i don't know because because <laughs> um, good question yeah bad me. answer yeah i've got <laughs> i've got uh three or four kind of things drafted out um i don't really approach uh, an idea i try not to approach an idea whilst being informed you know that's informed by something that went before it yeah and i'm trying to to sort of throw off the shackles of prog and that whole thing about expectation which is quite daunting at the moment particularly because because Shear has come out and and proved to be very popular you know and we're really happy with it you know i'm sort of plagued with self-doubt about whether yeah too and you don't yeah yeah Yeah. can we do that again you know but um, I think I have to take a, a, a leaf out of you know, Stephen Wilson's book on this one and not feel constrained by what's gone before. So there's no point in getting hung up about trying to recreate something or trying to make something that's as good. You've just got to follow your heart, haven't you? You know, and, and, and follow those ideas as they develop. It's an incredibly difficult thing to do, of course, because the sad fact is... Uh, a product has to turn a profit you know there's got to be an element whereby somebody has to pay for these things and there's always that that everything is a compromise and I, i think that the greatest pursuit is to try and keep the compromise out of the art you know you can compromise everything else we'll change the logo if the market research says we'll sell 10 more albums because they prefer the new logo yeah that's fine but don't change What's inside? Look, if it's not if it's not honest, people see through it, man. You know, I think so. I think so. And when you've got that operate, when it's working like that, the compromise is away from the art. The compromise is off stage and out of the studio, and that's the ideal. So, I mean, I think as well though, because my question was so good, it sounds a little bit as if okay, the new material you're writing isn't like New Day Two, and it's not Shia Two, but the experience of a New Day is going to be in. The new material, that sense of freedom, that the the confidence to explore the ideas without looking behind your shoulder. 
that that that's the thing that came out of of Shia for me was yeah. a sort of a newfound confidence, which I don't think has ever been there actually before. If I'm honest. See, for people like us, where real life kept getting in the way of being the artists we want to be, and now real life is fucked off. And yeah, it took a, it took a while to go right. The new normal is terrifying. There was never such a thing as a normal. We all know that. But to get to the position where we do have the time to explore the full length rather than we've got to get this written by now, we've got to get it released by then, there's a schedule. This, this is just brilliant for people like us. And now everyone seems to have got it. And while the industry is going to struggle because industries subsist on not taking risks, but artists subsist on taking risks, and the world is, the world is more of a risk just now in a creative way, than it's ever been. It's it comes back to why we have art in the first place to celebrate the movement of life, and we're getting to do that by having had the movement of life taken away from us. And mm -hmm. the kind of artist that gets that, it's I mean this coming year in terms of proper art that comes out, it's going to be brilliant. And I think as well, there's such a distance now between fans of entertainment and fans of real art. You know, they always get confused because we all have to fight in the same industry space for the same funding and the same attention. But right now, you know, watch your action movies. That's brilliant. But that's not as satisfying, is it, as listening to this piece of music that gets you in there. It's, a, it's an awakening moment where real art is getting a say properly for the first time in maybe, I don't know, since the end of the 60s, since the Prog Revolution. Yeah.